Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. This is episode 139, and I'm your host, Cameron Franklin. With me, as always, my best man, Chris Nicolay. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm good. <laughs> I'm a little tired, and I'm not multitasking very well. So I'll get to Monday. Joining us from Canada, the Hoot and Howl. Shanine, how are you? Good. And then all the way... From where I just was in Colorado, Emma, how are you? Long time no see. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Got no complaints. It was a nice sunny day here in Colorado. We I had have a mini, left the house today. We had a mini <laughs> thunderstorm while I was at work sitting outside. We can use a Checking people in to meet their teachers. Oh. It was very pleasant. It's like officially fire season here. So I can't see the mountains. Mm. It's really disconcerting yeah we're in the same boat yeah we've got fire season two that's probably why we i'm can't probably not sleeping either. because of all the smoke that's why i'm out of it <laughs> this week we're chatting about david Tennant's podcast olivia wilde's movie and the dc fandom um and then we'll be doing our top three mythical animals they were supposed to be not the popular ones based on the show last week, but I don't know what that meant. So I picked three of them. Um, and listeners, if you have um, things for our top three, you can let us know on our social media, which is onegeek411. You can also hang out with us in our Discord server. Shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. Watch live on Twitch each Monday at around 7.15 Mountain Time and hang out for the post-stream chat. And then find the videos over on YouTube. And then, of course, you can write and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we get into this week's, um, what we've been up to, I have a story time because right before the show started, I don't think this is going to show up, I got a text message. It's just a link from someone with a Hotmail account. Um, and I was asked if I judge people based on the type of email account that they have. And the answer is yes. Yes. Um, when I was a youth minister, I made it clear to our youth group that you never trust someone that uses Hotmail or AOL. Um, and I made this clear to them. Oh, and, and Yahoo, unless it's for sports stuff, because that's, I guess, like the yeah. way that you do sports, but don't trust them anyway. Um, <laughs> but I made this clear while, while our, church web, our church email address was a Yahoo, and I pointed out that irony to them. Or was it, it was an AOL. So yeah. be careful. Don't click links. Um, but with that out of the way, let's jump into what we've been playing, reading, watching, listening to, et cetera, um, this past week. Um, I think we're going to go in a little bit of a reverse order from last time. And Ooh. so, Chris, what have you been up to? Um, so I got my new Pixel 4a. Whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm digging it. It's not, it's a little slower than the two, not going to lie. But it's nice to have like a normal battery again that doesn't just randomly restart your phone whenever you try to open a video. Um. Yeah, so now my Pixel 2 is my dash cam. So <laughs> I've been playing with time lapses on that. Yeah, I have a mount for it, nice. and it's it's going to be a like, time lapse for my road trips. It's going to be great. Um, 
plans. I've got plans. Um, <laughs> other than All that, I've been watching really random things. So uh, there is a Zoid series on Netflix, and it's not the original Zoids. It's like one of the newer weird season Zoids, like from 2016 or 18 or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's actually not that bad. Especially if you like Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> like, it reminds me exclusively of, like, what if Horizon Zero Dawn was a little more civil? Like, it wasn't as rough around the edges yet. Like, if society had progressed and we still, like, were able to partner with um, kind of the robots that we had made that are supposed to make animals... This is what this is what Horizon Zero Dawn turns into is is Zoids. <laughs> or at least the Zoids that's on Netflix currently, not the original series Zoids that were like just mech animal vehicles. Shout out to Zoids. So it's a throwback. Zoids. Although the original Zoids just did not hold up. Don't try to watch <laughs> that one. It it's hard. <laughs> it's hard life. Um also, Thundercats, the 2011 reboot, um, is now on Hulu. So I've been watching that, and I'm enjoying that. Although there, there's things about the, the new one that irritate me, and I'm just saddened. But at the same time, the animation is actually really good, um, and the overall storytelling, phenomenal. So I definitely recommend that one. Um, and yeah, there's a few other obscure things that I've been up to that I just can't remember outside of just trying to figure out, plan some photography trips and whatnot. So, nice. Shanine, what have you been up to? Um, I have been recovering from my big canoe trip fundraiser on Saturday. Me and my brother canoed for 32 kilometers, which we talked about beforehand is 20 miles for all of you non-Canadians. A, a certain co-host <laughs> was very confused to what that meant. And, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to throw myself under the bus, but I also was hoping he did, he space that you would But he does it. anyway. But I, yeah. He's definitely going to hide it. <laughs> Um, and Shanine, I was hoping you wouldn't say how far it was in miles because I have it pulled up and I was going to be like, oh, well, that's obviously 19.8839 miles for anyone that, that isn't good at the conversion. A resident Canadian. That's great. But yeah, we we're raising money for one of our local youth ministries and it was about a five hour canoe trip and we were both very sore the next day. Surprisingly, not our arms, but our backs mainly. That's where you're supposed to row from. Yeah. Well, legs and you back. did good. It's there you go. Arms. arms just hold things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's what I electrical also... motors are for. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be in the back just like. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, I'm paddling. <laughs> we talked about hitching tell? a ride with a motorboat quite a few times, but. 
Um, I also finished On Reading Well by Karen Swallow Pryor. Um, it was good. It looked at a bunch of different literature and how they can reveal how to live a good life. Yes. It was interesting. And so when I was little, I used to play this board game with my grandparents all the time. Like they'd bring it on our camping trips and we'd play it at their house when we went over and it's called Wide World. And it's super simple. You're all little airplanes and you have to fly to all your destinations and then fly home. Hmm. And I was gifted that this week by my grandma. So I'm super excited to have nice. that now. That's fun. Good job, grandma. <laughs> then Emma, what have you been up to? I finished my Animal Crossing Island revamp because I decided to tear down everything I did and redo it all. So I finally finished that for the most part. I have unsurprisingly structured it around Gallifrey. So it's a three-tiered system with the base being a desert and so on and so forth. I like it and I have a rocket ship taking off at one point and it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with myself. Um, and then I, in my spare time, worked on creating my first proper D&D character and not one that was like for a spinoff or whatever, but like actually one that's for a full campaign. Um, and it's a dragonborn druid. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to take it for a spin when I finally have the chance. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's some. that's just something that I'm pretty excited about doing. Um, and then I finished reading What If, a book about serious scientific answers to absurd hypothetical questions. Um, it's a great book. It's hilarious. And it's written by Randall Monroe, who created the XKCD comics with all the little stick figures that mm -hmm. spew scientific nonsense. Um, he was a... He robotics person for NASA, I believe, for a long time. And then he just decided to make a webcomic. And this book was great because he just took submissions from his web series and like about what if someone pitched a baseball at the speed of light, what would happen? And so he went and said, okay, skipping beyond the fact that you can't pitch a baseball at the speed of light, here's what would happen. Basically, you would destroy the entire arena in a <laughs> you know, bomb, essentially. And he had all these funny little you know, comics to go with it. And I highly recommend it for people who like funny science stuff. You know who could throw a ball at the speed of uh baseball at the speed of light who one punch man uncle rico <laughs> <laughs> duly noted <laughs> sorry napoleon dynamite reference anybody get it <laughs> legitimately talked about napoleon dynamite this past week with some people <laughs> so not a good movie <laughs> i need to rewatch it which was basically like the culmination of that chat but, movies uh, that like identify like 
that inappropriately define our generation. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite is one of them. And Absolutely. It's not a good movie. Why were we so into it? Because Time is a mystery. Funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's bad. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, everyone was. It's like fan. the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for me, this past week, um, I was on vacation, which is why I was not here for the for last week's episode. Um, Deanna and I went on a trip to Colorado, so we got to meet Emma in person. Um, which you guys is met yet. yeah, it's 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 <laughs> always that weird thing where like Emma, of course, like came on in one thirty five with Janine. But like, I guess like 134 technically, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but like, like Emma has guested on this podcast so many times, but like we've never met and it's just like, oh, okay. And so it was, it's, it's one of those, like, it's kind of you, weird, but yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> it, it's, it's so weird meeting people that you've talked a lot with, but haven't met in person. Um, yeah. but we had a great time, a great chat. Um, and then so I guess kind of like because of vacation, all the things that I did this past week kind of have to do with things that I was doing while on vacation. So based on Emma's recommendation, we hiked to Lake Isabel, um, which was about 40 minutes south of um, like Estes Park, east, northeast of, or northwest of Boulder um, for people that are not from that area directly. Um, so that was great. Um, I think it was like a six mile hike that we ended up doing. So it was a, that was a ton of fun. Um, played a lot of, is that Cameron? Well, <laughs> funny you ask. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not typing things right now. Um, for the record, it's 31,680 feet. Thank you, Google, for letting me down and not doing the right conversion the first time. It's 9.65606 kilometers. Oh, okay. Of course. <laughs> um, you should have just run it up to 10 and because those are those should be the easy ones. <laughs> it's like, okay, 10 kilometers. But they're not. But they're not. Six <laughs> and then, they're never easy. I mean, five a 5K race is how many miles? It's three point something. 3.1? 3.1? Whatever. Something like that. Three point something. So three you point just double that. Right? <laughs> That's how I do my. That's how I do my conversions. Three point one. Um, so six point two miles would be ten kilometers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Math checks out. Um, <laughs> also played a ton of Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. Um, I have my fifth badge. Um, have more thoughts after I like be the elite four and stuff i like that they give you the alone versions of pokemon that's really cool um caught my first shiny so got that got a shiny pincer um and then yeah chugging along turns out when you have eevee and you can get a move of every type that eevee has an evolution of it's really easy because you can just swap to that attack for whatever is good on the gym game's really easy um and Eevee is OP. I I beat yeah. it. I only used Eevee. Um in that game. I'm having to make myself not only use Eevee. Also, when you get Pokemon Sword or Shield, you get a perfect Eevee since you have 
Let's go, Eevee. Yes. I need it. Then you get really into breeding Pokemon and not have a <laughs> That's how they get you. Again. <laughs> um, we were talking about movies earlier. I finally watched Logan. Um, Such a good movie. Yes, it was so good. Um, it's a very perfect Wolverine movie um, as opposed to the other Wolverine movies. Looking at you, X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> um, so good. I definitely need an X-23 movie. Um, and I, th- I think the, the saddest part of watching it was that of all the movies that like have been the X-Men property that deserved a sequel, Logan has been like the biggest one and it's not going to get a sequel. Like, a shame. like X-Men Apocalypse got an, a sequel and X-Men Dark Phoenix. But we could have gotten Logan too with a better title than that probably, but we're not. Um, and then on book front, I have been reading Plugged In by Daniel Strang um, at the recommendation of Shanine. Um, I'm in like the epilogue now. So he um, is about to start um, what are, I guess, kind of like essays based on students of his in terms of how to relate to specific parts of culture. Um, I haven't started those yet, um, but I should have the book done by next week. Um, because of, like I said, it's probably like last like 40 pages. And so, um, and then I'll have bigger thoughts on that. And then we listened to a bunch of audiobooks um, on the trip. So we finished Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is a prequel to The Hunger Games. Um, we listened to Jurassic Park. Um, and then we got about, about halfway through um, Serafina, Um which is really good. I'd never heard of it. It's about this girl um, and like this world of dragons where the dragons are like just like disguised as people and like go around um, and are basically trying to like, like there's been a war and there's not a war anymore, but there might be a war soon. We don't know. Mysteriousness occurs. Have y'all read this? Nope. Okay. Haven't heard of it. I, I really enjoyed it so far. Um, um, it's, it definitely has its mysterious, the author whose name I did not write down, um, Rachel Hartman. Yeah. Hartman. Um, she is a really good writer. I've really enjoyed her style. Um, and then like I said, we're doing an audiobook for it, but, um, it's been really good so far. And then I think that's everything I've been up to. And since that's everyone. It's time to jump into our discussion topics for this week. Chris, why don't you kick us off in this section too? Keep the pattern alive. So one thing that's kind of exciting happened. So there was a group of fans um, that did a little trailer or recorded a trailer um, for a kind of gritty, dark adaptation of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It caught the eye of a certain famous actor named Will Smith, who then used his connections, and this is actually a thing now. A dark, gritty reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Does he just get, like, does something bad happen in West Philadelphia, where he's born and raised? Instead of it being more, like, sitcom format, less, like, gritty, yeah, like, it, it, it takes it, it, uh, 
focuses more on the drama of the situation. And yes, bad things do happen. Like it, it's, it's darker. It's, it, I, I can't wait till they actually make this. Um, um, so it's just called Bel Air. Um, and here I'll put the link. I'm going to put this link up in chat. I hope um, Nightbot doesn't ban you. Well, can he ban himself, <laughs> like the, the actual channel? I don't know. Um, Nightbot is a mystery. Let's try it. <laughs> but this, this is just, it looks intense. And I am so excited that they, you know, this, it was just created as a fan thing, a fun thing to do that they made, you know, a group of friends did. Um, but now, yeah, now that Will Smith got in on it and he could talk to his producers, originally bringing on some of the original show producers as well um, in producing this. And this is actually going to be a new show. And we'll see, like, it looks like people there are, as a result, um, studios are competing now to get the, obtain the streaming rights or just the rights in general on where this is going to belong and what network it will belong to. Just skimming the trailer that you posted, that looks amazing. Yes. I am so stoked. And I want to see more of this too. Like just taking, because... You know, I mean, granted, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did a phenomenal job with, like, serious social issues at times, and those episodes are still ingrained deeply in my, just in my brain, um, but it's still, it was still a, essentially a comedy, you know, there's good humor, mm -hmm. good interactions, the character was kind of extra as a result, Um this just goes in the opposite direction, and I want to see more things like this. Um, I want to see more sitcoms from the 90s get rebooted in these dark, serious things, like following like the tone of like Breaking Bad or anything like just intense and taking it seriously. And I love the idea of like just these kinds of reboots. Um, but yes, Bel Air, official trailer, and officially happening for audio listeners we will also have a link to the trailer in the show notes yeah oh, i really wonder how they're going to cast this too <laughs> like, um also um so last week we did talk a little more uh we did talk about um epic games and their feud with apple and we do have to say it's predominantly against with Apple. Granted, yes, they are having issues with Google too, but there's a workaround if unless you own a Samsung device um, that essentially Apple has kind of gone nuclear on Epic due to their violation and might even pull all developmental rights from Epic Studios um, in terms of developing any software for the Apple infrastructure. But Chris... It's not like Epic, you know, runs one of the largest gaming, like, development tools. Like, how could this cause any further problems? Like Unreal Engine? What? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, no issues at all. Yeah. And on that, Microsoft has sided with Epic in this, like, sided in air quotes, because, like, 
also Epic kind of is doing this to side with Microsoft over stuff that with um, their platform not being allowed on Apple devices. Um, but um, yeah, Xbox has said that if Apple continues to push this, it'll cause like major issues because it'll force companies to have to look at other um, platforms besides Unreal, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, as I previously noted, granted, this is this is kind of crazy. I do agree that Apple may need to look at their pay structure. Um, but yes, Epic going around and like, I don't know, this this seems really well planned. I think they, they obviously have a strategy in mind or something planned. Um, they're obviously doing well enough that they don't need, like, I don't think um, that missing out on some some of the the income from the Apple store is going to hurt them but it is going to affect your user base um, for those that play on mobile. Um, I, I'm still confused. By is that. a large number of Fortnite players. Like, I'm just still so confused. Why is Fortnite on mobile platform in the beginning? But I guess it's playable. Um, but I would like to, on that. I would like to see like, I mean, obviously, like, it's Apple's platform. They should get a cut. That's how the store stuff works. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would really like to see how much money Fortnite has made Apple. A lot. Yeah. Like, I'm sure like, if you do enough digging, you can find it somewhere. Yeah, at the same time, somewhere on the internet. I'm sure there's other companies that make Apple a lot more. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, um, in general, it's probably just a drop in the bucket. And honestly, Apple's company, a trillion dollar company, I don't see Epic making them that much money. Like, uh, but hashtag free Fortnite. <laughs> although, on a on, again, on also just like with Flappy Bird, there is <laughs> okay. So now there are premium devices being sold on eBay. <laughs> the advantage is they come preloaded with Fortnite before the Apple Store ban. Just like they did with Flappy Bird. So after Flappy Bird got taken down, Apple devices with Flappy Bird preloaded were selling for thousands of dollars. That's crazy. I, Why? If you yeah. want to play Fortnite that bad, go buy a Switch and download it. <laughs> go buy literally any other platform. Like, yes. go, go buy a nice toaster or like one of those TVs with the touchscreen. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just come preloaded with Fortnite and Skyrim. Like, like, go just go buy an Android tablet. You have a bigger screen that way. Why are you spending sixteen like thousands of dollars, multi -th like several thousands of dollars, just to have a device? I mean, I okay, it's like a collector's piece now. All of a sudden, just crazy. But yeah, look at collector's a piece. Like, yeah, quote quote, like a five figure phone that's not even like it's like it's like not even like. Oh yeah, this is like the top of the line iPhone with preloaded Fortnite. It's like, yeah, I had it on my iPhone eight. <laughs> Big whoop. It's just crazy. Things yeah. like this just boggle me. Things that confuse me. Sneakers. <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> sneakers. Chris like, has made his stance on sneakers well now. Like the sneaker collecting game. I don't get it. People collect sneakers and they're they're worth thousands oh, of or just yeah. clothing. What the I I don't understand that either. <laughs> I would like to direct everyone's attention to Jeff Goldblum explains the universe. 
or whatever that show was called on Disney Plus. Oh, you've told me about this. Um, and he does an episode on sneakerheads. Um, let me see if I can actually get the yeah. um, the actual name of that show. But the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Mm. He does one on sneakerheads. Highly recommend. I mean, like, I get it. I just don't like. I I, I don't at the same time. <laughs> Collectors items are ridiculous, yeah. especially when they are manufactured. <laughs> like when the like yeah, when you artificially manufacture the the need or the limitations revolving around something. Like only 200 of this product were made in the entire world. (laughs) Yep. Therefore you will be one of 200 very lucky people. And by lucky, I mean you cashed out a whole bunch of money to get one. Things like that make sense in things where actually you have to limit production. Yeah. You don't have to do that in clothing and whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. You know? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. high-end car manufacturers, yes, because you have a small market to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. For someone to buy this car brand new. So, yes, you're going to reduce, you're not going to make as many, but you're going to sell all of them. And you're going to know who each one goes to. I don't know. But clothes? (laughs) Special edition consoles? Magic the Gathering cards? Yeah, Wizards that, reprint the things. That's darn restricted. Um, or what, the reserve list. Get rid of the reserve list. list. Should yeah. not exist. It really should not. But yeah. So. I guess, is that my thing? I've made my stance on artificial. <laughs> artificial <laughs> scarcity? Yeah. Is that like. Yeah. I don't know what the term would be there right now. My brain's fried. Um, but yeah, those are kind of my two big things. I know there's some other things there, but I'll save that for next week. Sounds good. Shanine, what do you got for us this week? All right. It was announced that Olivia Wilde will be directing a mysterious Marvel project revolving around a female character. And for the <laughs> listeners, this is not Olivia Munn who played Psylocke. No. In case you're confused. This is Olivia Wilde who is Who's, known you know, for actually directed things. Part of yeah, has also directed Olivia. Directed things before. <laughs> so, you know. That's exciting. I'm excited for that. So, Who's yeah, there's, there's been lots of speculation about that, but I think the general favorite is Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. I want... Why? Yeah. Cause, I mean, this don't is, get me wrong. I do want Spider-Woman or Spider-Gwen. No, because the Spider-Woman is different. I know. Okay. But I want spider And so, but this gets to the questions, though. Because, like, this is supposed to also be through Sony. And oh. as anyone... Like, it's a Marvel project through Sony. And as anyone who has read the comics knows, Spider-Woman has no connection to Spider-Man, although she has cleared the name with him. 
Um, <laughs> and so it's a big plot. That's like a, a set of panels in one of the things. I don't know. Um, I, I'm looking more for I'm, I, things I need. I need Iron Heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Need Spider Gwen. <laughs> but obviously, we're probably not looking at any of those. Um, Sony, though. <sighs> yeah, I think Spider Woman would be interesting, but that would definitely be very confusing for what that means for that deal that was like from I mean years ago when Sony got the rights to Spider-Man. Like what all is encompassed in that? Yeah. Um I would love to see Spider-Woman. Um I would be very sad she probably wouldn't be in the MCU. Yeah. Like that's kind of like um the MCU needs more women. Yes. I mean, it's it's getting there. It's getting there, but it's not quite you know, there yet. It also needs yet. more of Asians. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what every series need more, needs more of? Asians. Asians. Uh, I really, side, sidebar, I really want Lady Liberators. Like, I want that. Oh, I know, right? That movie that yes. they've pitched, like, pitched to some degree. They've talked about, talked about it with directors and execs. That's what I want. Um. Oh, Valkyrie. I 100% thought that was your cat for a second. I was like, what is Merlin on? Crazy. I can't pick up Merlin that easily. Merlin's way no. too big. <laughs> what else? Is that all you got, Shanine? Um, I mean... We can talk more about female superheroes in general. I like them. Oh. Yes. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> I once got told by a professor of mine that I looked a lot like Brie Larson. And I was very touched and honored that someone thought I looked like Brie Larson because I think that Captain Marvel is cool. So... That's the only time anyone's ever told me that I looked like a celebrity. So, yeah, that's my one connection nice. to female superheroes. I've been getting Cisco, but less now that I cut my hair. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I would just like a good Phoenix movie. Like that's really all we I want. all want like, a good Phoenix movie. Like, and I, I think I talked about this after we did like um, a previous conversation on it. Like, we always go straight to Dark Phoenix. Like, why do we not ever get Phoenix? Like, like it's even it's even teased in X Men Apocalypse that the Phoenix stuff happens, except it doesn't, and that imagery means nothing to Jean Grey because she hasn't encountered the Phoenix Force yet. Can't sure. we get a cool phoenix? Please. That's, that, that's what I want. Properly. The biggest thing is they take so many shortcuts with the storytelling in X-Men movies. They really do. Like, and that's something like that that ultimately Fox failed at. It's like we're not instead of like some something that has made the MCU so successful is they were willing to make worst movies for the benefit of the overall universe. Mm-hmm. Like phase two. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, in general, lackluster movies, but very important in the overall arc of the series. So they were willing to make a kind of worse movie that slowed things down to tell a better story. Whereas Fox just jumped the, around all yeah. over trying to do like these crazy things, but you're not explaining anything. You're just like, oh, they, people love this character. Let's make something. And it, it just convoluted the overall muddied the water yeah the mutant series a lot um i want some she hulk like i want i want a hulk universe i want to go to the world of hulk yes (laughs) and specifically for she hulk i am here for that one and that's coming to disney plus right that's where that's are they doing a she hulk isn't it she hulk miss marvel and moon knight getting disney plus series Somebody I know in chat is. I did not know She-Hulk was. That one I, I thought was that's aware. what it was, um, because um, I was talking about with some people about how it's as sure as convenient that the Marvel's Avengers video game is predominantly from Camilla Khan's perspective, and we're getting a Miss Marvel series. Mm. It's almost like synergy within the brand. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wouldn't put it past them at this point. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I said I could be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's a She Hulk series coming. I don't know. Time will tell. Could Google, but I'd <laughs> also be very pro just like a <laughs> character no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Just invent something. Yes. No like source material for anyone to get mad over. <laughs> so that they can actually do whatever they want it with it. Yes, it would allow you to do a lot, like take, like have the creators do a lot of creative freedom. It doesn't even necessarily like it, it can be something that's or just like really new that hasn't even completely taken off of. There's might be like obviously some hardcore fan people that you know picked it up because it was Marvel, but you know it's an unknown character. I'd be down for that too. Yeah. Disney, hire us. <laughs> this We're is ready. as far as idea, our idea goes, but hire us and then we'll flush it out more. Disney, right, I'm right, getting right. my master's in film production. I'll get I'll get someone I'll get someone big in the industry fired up just by talking. <laughs> and then they'll go, they'll just run with it. And then you can pay me my share and we'll call it good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just the hype man. That's all I'm here for. I'm just the hype man. Just the hype man. <laughs> uh, Shanine, I don't know if you said, what are your overall thoughts, dreams on female superheroes? Um, I mean, I love to see more of them. I really actually did enjoy the Wonder Woman movie. I feel like there's mixed feelings I about it. There's but mixed I loved feelings it. about that movie? Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, everyone's Some wrong because it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the few movies, DC movies, that was actually done properly, and that was actually good. Yeah, that one. That was that one was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with that. No <laughs> <laughs> movie. Um, I know people who say otherwise, but it's definitely <laughs> one of my favorites, and they're wrong. <laughs> They must all be Canadian. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure the U.S. is on a consensus here. It's one of the few things that unite us. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chris, you spend time in a very different part of the internet than I do. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. I avoid things that cause conflict. Or have to tell you about the negative Don't make any uh, like valid reasons. Valid reasons. So you're just like, well, can't listen to you. <laughs> Maybe they're just petty. <laughs> like if I can't listen to your argument and say, I can see that. It's not valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand. In other words, maybe from. they're just petty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's some valid reasons, but I don't care about them because I liked I like Wonder Woman. So whatever. I'm I can't wait for was it 18 1986? 19 Yeah. Is that the year? 18 1984. 1984. That's it. Also, we just got confirmation from chat. She Hulk is on the way. Woohoo. As Perfect. a series. So I'm done. Yeah. 1984. Like that. That's, that's a, that's a post, that's a COVID postponement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just want to confirm. Yeah. It's supposed to come out yeah. months ago, I think. Like, it's like, I feel like it's supposed to be out already. And maybe I just missed something. Did I, does this one I just didn't make it to the theater to see and it's out? Or is this one that just got postponed? No, that was a pandemic postponement. Sounds about right. That's pretty standard. Like most things recently. Yep. I'm also super excited for WandaVision because Scarlet Witch is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty pumped for that one too. I have not read a ton of comics, but Scarlet Witch and Vision are some of the series that I have read and I love them so much. Yeah. I'm super excited for that. I'm also just excited to see how they do this and how they approach this format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want every episode to be based on a different TV show. I want a different director for each episode. <laughs> Please. Because it did so good for the Mandalorian. <laughs> we need to do it. <laughs> they just need to do that with like so many different series just to see what happens with it. Yeah. Just because it be turned okay out so well. That. Yeah. Uh, I guess with that, Emma, what do you got for us this week? I've got season two of David Tennant does a podcast with. Um, this is <laughs> yes with us. That would be great. Um, Everyone, start sharing. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so David Tennant, obviously tenth Doctor, um, Purple Man from Jessica Jones, and um, Good Omens. Great guy. Love this actor. Um, amongst other things and this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to aside from our own here um i don't listen to our podcast yes i know neither do i (laughs) i participate um and basically each week he has a different guest on and they're all people like um james corden or Catherine tate or um tina fey um, so it's a wide range of people and they just talk for an hour about whatever topic comes up and it's 
something I just like to put on in the background. Um, but uh, season two just started like a week and a half ago. Um, and I'm pretty excited for it because obviously it's David Tennant and you just get to learn more about him as a person as well as whoever he happens to be talking with that week. So that's my exciting little bit of nerdy podcast world is if you want something to listen to in the background, go listen to David Tennant does a podcast with. It's great. I just subscribed. So I'm I'm ready to to check it out. Yeah. I did not know that he did a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's great. It's because we've been podcasting longer than he has. He does only have 16 (laughs) episodes. Yeah. So, So, I mean, we're pros by comparison. (laughs) Granted, we also don't get a listers on. So, if you want to. We don't know a listers. Listen (laughs) to an interview with some random famous person. Well, if we knew famous That's people, good, maybe we could good have place them on the to show, go. but we don't yeah. know famous people. Everyone's yeah. homework for this week yeah. is to go meet one famous person. Give me give me like f- four years, three years to get through <laughs> grad school and another year to make my way in the film industry and then I'll know someone. Is Hank Green famous enough? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to Stockman, Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I thought about that while I was there. <laughs> I'm a big Hank Green fan. <laughs> I could meet him easily. <laughs> Absolutely. Just spend enough time in Missoula and you'll run into him eventually. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, he posts on TikTok. I could probably like <laughs> triangulate oh, his location. Okay. I'm just <laughs> We're definitely getting into the stalker territory, and you just Kids, don't do this at home. Recording, <laughs> actually, do not do this at home. Um, yeah, I'm excited to check that out. I really, I've really enjoyed like getting into David Tennant's run in Doctor Who, and yeah. so, um, yeah, he's a great actor. He's phenomenal. I love him. I love him as the Purple Man. Yeah, I love. He did him really in. well in that role everything I've seen him in. Except for Doctor Who. <laughs> Broadchurch is a good one if you're looking for a detective show. <laughs> I love Broadchurch. Broadchurch is intense. It's what is happening? <laughs> I have not heard of this. Oh, it's so and good. It has Olivia Coleman in it too. Yes. Who is also not Olivia Munn. No. And or Olivia Wilde. Jodie Whittaker. And Jodie Whittaker. Who are all Doctor Who Arthur Darville. Darville. There's a lot of Doctor Who alum in Broadchurch. So I I also really like him in the the Race to the Edge um, Netflix series. Mm -hmm. As a voice actor for Spite Lout (laughs) for the few episodes. And he's in the new DuckTales. He's Mm -hmm. in the new one? Woo! Yeah. He's, um, yeah, the, he's the like the grandpa duck. Yeah, he's he's Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. He's basically not doing a voice. Like there's a little bit of like a stronger <laughs> accent, but it's 100% just him talking. <laughs> oh man. Valid. And I guess that brings us to my topic. And so before we head into the dome, um 
we had a little bit of superhero talk earlier and I want to hear from everybody. Where do you stand on the spectrum of Marvel to DC? So assuming DC is a, is a one um, and Marvel is a 10, you can tell how I'm weighting this. Um, where do you stand on the scale? 9.8. I'd probably be a seven. DC Universe just has so much potential. It's unrealized. Yeah. And speaking broader DC, not specifically movies, but right. in general. Definitely more like toward MCU, but I'm trying to get myself to that middle ground. I mean, yeah, I'd probably like... say like a seven or eight. Yeah. I'm much more of a Marvel person but I think that's primarily because I feel like DC is super dark. But yes. that may just be in terms of like so what good. I've been exposed to. <laughs> like, yes, I do think there is a lot of potential there, but in terms of my personal preferences, in terms of like storytelling and humor, um, I'm much more of a Marvel person because that's just the kind of, like they have the storytelling and all of that that I enjoy. Um, whereas with DC, it's it's not that it's not my cup of tea. It's just it's not what I look for when I go to the superhero comic book world, if you will. I was not expecting us to be as unanimous on this because I'm probably like an eight or nine on like so. Um, th there are like specific... DC properties and series that I've loved, but as mm -hmm. a whole, um, kind of Emma to your point, um, the, in the characters in Marvel, I've always found more compelling. Yeah. And so those are the stories that I tend to go to, mm -hmm. um, because of that. I will, um, this is what I'll say. I'll say that Marvel has more compelling heroes or more human heroes. DC has more human villains. Yeah, I can definitely definitely get yeah. behind that, and that's what I like about like, and that's probably also where they're seeing their a lot of their strengths because if you notice, like when they yeah. make movies focused around their villains, they're doing really well. Mm -hmm. and they should do that more, but yep. just because it's it's such a good format, and also just what Christopher Nolan did for Batman, and yep. so, but yeah, that's I agree though. Hero-wise, Marvel has just best human heroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, I was not expecting us to be as unanimous on that. <laughs> um, but with that said, this past weekend um, was the DC fandom, um, full of all the green screen goodness um, and Zoom calls and all of those things. Um, and in that, we got a bunch of announcements. And so I'm going to do a quick run through of the bigger announcements. Um, and then we can kind of chat through them. I'm, I'm really interested in what everyone kind of is most interested in um, from these. Um, also forgot to add it to the notes, but a static shock like movie might be on the way. Like there were talks of that apparently. Like it wasn't in like the source that I found, but I saw that somewhere. So we got to believe. Bring static shock to the to the big screen. Um, 
But so the big announcements is we got a trailer for The Batman, which is Robert Patterson's um, Batman take. Um, we got a new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 with, um, we got to see Cheetah. Um, and again, movie should have been out, but COVID. So like, it's kind of weird to be, still be getting trailers for that. Like a new trailer with new like revealing. Yeah. And it's probably like, just like, well, is there a part of the movie you can show without completely spoiling things? Yeah. Just recut it. Just cut it again. <laughs> Speaking of cuts, we got a new trailer for the Snyder cut. Oh um, boy. Of, of the Justice League, which is a, um, we'll we can talk about it more in a second, but it's supposed to be a four hour like mini series. Um, so that's going to be a thing. Um, we got a teaser image and some information for the Flash standalone movie um, with the new costume reveal, as well as Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Um, we got a extremely crowded Zoom call for the Suicide Squad, which is featuring all of the characters I don't care about um, because there's like 20 people in this movie, apparently. Um, we got a teaser for Black Adam starring yes. Dwayne The, the Rock, Rock Johnson. future president so of the United States, Johnson. <laughs> um, and um, then from a video game side, um, we got to see um, the official announcement and gameplay for Garth- Gotham Knights, which will feature the Bat family. Um, and then the game Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, we got kind of like a tone trailer of, um, of um, the Suicide Squad starting their first mission um, and it basically being, I mean, along the ideas of the teaser images, they have to kill Superman and presumably more of the Justice League. So, um, so those are the big announcements. There's a handful of other smaller ones, um, but those are definitely the big things. So, um, why don't we go in reverse order? Emma, what are you most hyped about from the dome? Given that I didn't see it this weekend, Wonder Woman 1984, because as mentioned earlier, she's pretty awesome. And cool. I still, still feel, feel really weird and have no clue what this movie is going to be about. Like, how is the guy alive? How are, how are things happening? No one knows. No one knows. That's how they get you. But yeah, you're not going to answer any questions, and now we got you because <laughs> you are just looking for answers, but you got none. None of them. None. We're just giving you more questions. Uh, Shanine, what about you? Um, I'm really excited for the Shazam sequel. Because I think Shazam is my favorite DC movie. Yeah, I'm okay with saying that. Yeah. Which we got a title for. That was one of the ones that I mm-hmm. I left off because I was kind of, it's Fury the of Shazam God. Fury of the God. Yeah. yeah. That was also, a good, that was a DC movie I enjoyed. The first Shazam was super surprising. Yeah. I, have, I haven't seen like, it. Brian. homework yeah so the thing <laughs> that chris knows and that y'all have to learn about me is that 
if I don't see it in the theater, there's a good chance I'm going to just not get around to seeing it because all I watch is sitcoms. <laughs> like, and it's not like and he watches so, like new sitcoms. He just rewatches the right. same yeah, sitcom. Correct. And by sitcoms, I mean The Office, Parks yeah. and Rec, How I Met Your Mother, New Girl, and repeat. all I watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Throw in Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Shazam is definitely one that I would recommend, and um, it's kind of like Ant Man. You see the trailers and you go, "This looks dumb and stupid," and then you show up to see it and you're like, "This is not what I was expecting at all," and it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, who doesn't want to see Chuck as a superhero? Exactly. Fair. But that's also what made it so surprising. It didn't look like it was going to be as good as it was in general. And they just did a really good job with storytelling uh, and as well as like good balance between humor without be- trying being over to the top. Um, Chad is shaming me for having not watched Shazam. I mean, I mean, that's what we were doing. <laughs> Shame. Dinning. No. <laughs> Chris, what announcement are you most excited for? I'm not I, I'm not really sure if I'm excited about anything. Um I didn't realize Titans was still a thing. Um <laughs> and that was why I left that off the big announcement <laughs> list. <laughs> um was um, literally that point. <laughs> that point. I didn't realize it was still a thing. I don't even know where you watch this show anymore. Um, um, I have really mixed feelings about the Arrowverse and the Flash season seven um, because I don't know what they're doing anymore and it just gets weirder. And are they just going to reset the universe again? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just reset. Yes. <laughs> Hit that button again. <laughs> Um, so I mean, I'm most intrigued about Batman or the Batman because I'm very skeptical of Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. I liked the trailer a lot, but at the same time, I'm also really annoyed at the voice. (laughs) I'm just over that voice now. Yeah. And so for you, for like for that point, the fact that the villain is the Riddler and we're, we, we can be getting like, kind of like, I mean, like the Heath Ledger, like kind of what that did for the Joker, like getting that take on the Riddler where he's not like, I mean, Jim Carrey is the perfect for that version of the Riddler. That was a phenomenal but, version. But, but like getting a different take that's not like that goofy over the top, but a much more grounded Riddler. I'm super interested in and I liked Robert Patterson as Batman a whole lot more than I expected when I saw this trailer. Like, yeah, like I was super interested. I, I like, I, I'd get on the boat at this point, <laughs> you know, right now. It's like, I, I'm like, not like overhyping it, but like as a result of this trailer, I like when they first announced them, I'm like, yeah, meh. 
I mean, he sparkled at one point. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been a lot of really like, good. It's, it's just like, it's just one of those things where he picked the wrong role early in his yeah. career. <laughs> That's so, why I'm and skeptical. it's following him all the way now. But I mean, like, he's done so many other good things. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, even his, you know, his smaller roles in other major films. I mean, Cedric Diggory. I mean, he's done other great things since whatever that series called. Um, <laughs> Twilight. Don't say it. <laughs> that one thing with the sparkly vampires that um i know what's in it um, i just <laughs> didn't want to hear my name great <laughs> um uh but yeah you just you know as a result of that it follows him so like when you think robert pattinson you think this sparkly awkward, vampires sparkly vampire role <laughs> from when he was young and that's like decades ago right it's at least a decade ago right I can tell you, like 11 years I, now? I, I, I as just, as uh, someone from Washington State, Forks, Washington is still desperately holding on to that claim to fame, and it is just it is miserable if you go through there. It's just like, like a lot of Mormons there. Two thousand eight is the first yeah. Twilight. It's, it's just like they are desperately holding on to like that claim to fame, and they're just like no one cares anymore (laughs) i mean it's true like and you know it it, you know you know i you got to give him credit because he has the fight and he always he's always gonna have to navigate that that poor guy Mm -hmm. and so you know it's just like when you hear his name attached to something there's just automatic skepticism Mm -hmm. but obviously he's doing a good job undoing that skepticism because i'm getting on that boat (laughs) And we'll see. Like I'm, I'm, I still have skeptical, but I'm willing to take a nice little leap of faith here, and and trust that this is going to be a good Batman film. I'll say, um, for my general take, the trailers and announcements stuff did a good job at getting me interested in wanting to go see these movies. Like. Um, and again, like kind of with the exception of the Suicide Squad, um, because like there's so many characters in it, like that doesn't tend to work out well. But James Gunn is a good director, like so, like will he pull it off? Like, um, but for me, my most hyped thing is the Gotham Knights game. Um, I'm really excited to see what that is going to end up being. Um, I like that you can do like two player co-op because the, in the playable characters, Batman is dead. Sure. Um, um, pretty much like the immediate belief is that he's definitely not dead because you know comic books I mean, and also nobody you know <laughs> maybe it's just all the Bat family are fighting over who gets to be the next Batman. Yeah. Um, and so playable characters. I'm hyped specifically for Batgirl and Nightwing. Um, and then there's also Robin and Red Skull. And I, they all have specific versions of the characters for Robin, um, like which specific Robin it is. Um, and I don't remember that because, you know, um, I don't feel like reading the thing that I attached to the file. Um, but it'll be in the show notes. And so, but I'm really excited about that. I think that that's a really cool way of taking this franchise where we kind of finally get to see more of these other characters in a playable sense. Um, I'm excited to not have to kill the Justice League. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited. I like the RPG elements that they showed where you actually have like a damage number. Enemies seem to have a weakness. 
Um, they've kind of implied that the game is like full open world and it'll level up around you. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you go, they showed um, Mr. Freeze as a villain um, in the trailer. And they said that like, not he isn't just like stronger when you fight him level later, but like he'll get have different moves and different attacks based on what level you are when you fight him. Um, That's cool. So I'm kind of interested in that. It sounds almost like Mega Man where like you can approach the bosses in any order, but like you kind of like there's like an optimal path based on getting the things that the people are weak to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested in what that's going to be. Um, and it, it did a really good job of getting me hyped. So like I said, I don't know where we're going to end up with it, but um, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And I guess with that, let's get into our top three for this week, which is mythical animals. Um, we did not, I don't think, get any social media feedback. Got a lot of likes, but no one commented. So if you're in chat right now and would like your favorite um, mythical animal right on the show, you can go ahead and put that in and we'll get to that uh, I guess after we go through ours. And so... Continuing our, our previous order, Chris, why don't you go first? What do you think my first one is? Like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my first one are the Tanuki from Japanese mythology. Um, and <laughs> I, they, they are probably the most random ridiculous piece of mythology I've ever heard. Um, because I don't even look, I, I'm not sure this is appropriate <laughs> for the podcast. Um, seriously though, go look up like the mythology regarding Tanuki. Um, look up how they parachute <laughs> and look up some of their stories because they are out there, but they are <laughs> widely entertaining. Um, and they also have shape-shifting, like, at least, so, like, traditional. The reason why I'm picking Tanuki, though, is there are some, their presence in anime is is great. And there's some dedicated animes to them that I would recommend. Um, but <laughs> then you actually look at their actual mythology, and things get weird. Um, <laughs> they're also known as raccoon dogs. Um, but... Oh, wait, I've heard about these. Yeah. Yeah. They are. It's a weird, weird Google search. You can confirm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very weird Google yeah, search. I'm not going to let this like, go on record. Like, I'm discussing it. We could do it in the after show, um, but not in the formal episode because their their mythology gets, gets, gets iffy. Um, Um, but like I think Ghibli does a good job uh, featuring some Tanuki creatures. Um, uh, there is um, like going way back. Um, um, is it Pompoko? Is a, like an anime from 1994 um, focusing around Tanukis. Um, and yeah. I like Tanookis, but they're funny. Okay, that's that's my first one. Am I going all three right now? No, we okay, always good. go. We always cycle through. 
Well, sometimes sometimes we get it wrong. <laughs> There's been a couple times. As discussed in our like pre-show chat, there are literally no rules. No. So, um, Janine, what is your first mythical animal? Um, my first one is fawns. I just love Mr. Tumnus <laughs> so much. Just love him. Good call. And just all like the scenes where they talk about the fawns like frolicking around the fires and like snowball fights and stuff. They're just wonderful. Not a weird Google search, most likely. I mean, probably can still get pretty weird. Anything can. Anything can be. Anything can be, yeah. Uh, I mean, Emma. Mr. Tumnus probably won't be a weird Google search. Um, no. But I mean, there's always Rule 42. You never know. Uh, <laughs> no, turn that safe search on. <laughs> yeah. um, but you can probably find some weird things rolling around fawns themselves. Okay. Emma, what is your first one? My first one is the Norwegian take on trolls. Because um, in in more of that sort of Celtic world, they're less big and ugly and more small and jolly little creatures. Um, and they're just like, sure, there may be the little troll hiding underneath the bridge asking for your money, but there's a lot of Norwegian art sort of centered around the like trolls that's super beautiful and it's just like them going on a picnic and or having a wedding or whatever um and it's just a different take on trolls than we're normally used to so yeah nice for me um my pick and the correct choice is the sky bison <laughs> yes so, um, both Appa fire and, and oh, I mean, fire ferrets too. Um, I have multiple Avatar The Last Airbender things or Legend of Korra things on my list. I'm going to try to keep it to that one. Hey, they tell myths. The show's not real. It's an animal. I mean, but the animal's real in the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sky Bison. Um, teach people how to airbend, fly, fly people around, help them take down the fire lord, all the good stuff. So, Chris, what's your number two? Um, it's one of the decks I am currently working on and planning on building. Um, the Phoenix. Ooh, nice. Because you can't go wrong with a Phoenix. It's also one of the few creatures in Heroes of Might and Magic that competes with the dragon. Um, and yeah, can't go wrong. Just rebirth. Also, just like the Lord, like just in terms of storytelling, Phoenixes are phenomenal because they encompass so much of that that theme of death and rebirth in like anything they throw in um and it's always just like a pleasant surprise like it's like you hear it like every cre- every character that hears about how phoenixes die and are reborn doesn't believe it until it has to happen like, mm-hmm. it's, like it's like oh aren't you sad it just died it's a phoenix 
I feel like that's the same as like the um, sci-fi tropes around AI. Yeah. It's like, did you not watch all the other movies on AI? Did, did I not just explain this to you? AI is always going to go wrong. And reborn. No matter what. And a phoenix will always be reborn from its own ashes. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's fire one out. I'm sad. It's like, what did I just say? <laughs> did I stutter? <laughs> we just explained this. But yeah, phoenixes. I, I, like, I almost want to go dragon, but dragons are greedy. You know, they're they're brutes. Phoenix is elegant. It's a companion. Mm-hmm. It's a moral in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think Phoenix feathers in my wand from Pottermore, but. <laughs> <laughs> Biased much? Yeah. Is fate. <laughs> you can't control that. It's Pottermore. It's accurate, okay? Oh man, Pottermore. <laughs> Shanine, what's your number two? Um, my number two is Kitsune, um, because foxes. Yeah, I saw that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I just got a Alolan Nine Tails in Let's Go Eevee, and it's the nice. best thing ever. So. Thanks for taking my last one. <laughs> you took Phoenix. No. Oh. no, I was talking about Cameron. Oh, he had to mention Nine Tails. <laughs> Emma, what's your number two? Centaurs, because nice. they're cool, and you can talk to them because they'll talk back. And who doesn't want to be a half-horse, half-person? Also, there's a lot of jokes around centaurs that are just sort of funny, like imagining newborn centaurs <laughs> where the, the horse half is totally functional, and then the human half is just cannot keep itself upright because that's anatomically correct. A horse, the horses can like run from the moment they're born, basically, because it's an evolutionary adaptation. And then us people are just like, we need to be held for like two years, year and mm-hmm. a half. <laughs> so it's just this funny image of the, like the centaur running around with its little child that cannot hold itself upright but is somehow galloping around and we have an important centaur question coming in from chat which is um, from skull rose gaming how do centaurs wear pants they don't they're centaurs (laughs) very good question (laughs) depends on their personal preference where's their stomach (laughs) Also a very good question. Do they have multiple? Yeah, I was just going to say that. What if they have two? Like grass? <laughs> Does the human they do they graze? Yeah. <laughs> or do they just sort of eat tree branches? <laughs> like 
like yeah, like, like these are, these are, like anatom. You were mentioned anatomically. <laughs> where's their heart? Where's like where's everything else? You have literally outside of the head, <laughs> most of a horse. Yeah, yeah. And then you have half a man on top of that, and where are all the organs? <laughs> Yeah. See, this is why I picked it because it's fascinating to think about. Yeah, I'm a centaur I'm a because I'm a Sagittarius, of... and I'm, I'm a Sagittarius too, Chris. We're friends. Um, I'm a big fan of centaurs' pants only on the back, like on the back two legs. Yes. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I mean, they're essentially an insect. Yeah, they yeah, do have six I mean, limbs. Yeah, six limbs, and they have essentially three distinct pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Segments. Wow. Big brain. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Centaurs are insects. <laughs> this is our conclusion. Centaurs <laughs> are insects, and no one can change your minds. I mean, there's a few probably other aspects in the etymology <laughs> there um, that disqualify it, but... <laughs> At the basic definition, it's an insect. My number two um, are gorgons um, with a shout out to Naga. Um, so like the snake-like humanoids. Um, Vraska is my favorite planeswalker. She's a gorgon. I like that. Um, like I like the myths around like Medusa and stuff like that. I think that that's a very interesting like... Um, kind of just archetype i don't know if that's quite the right word there um but i like this idea of um these like sneaky snake-like um creatures that have these magical powers that like the um turning you into stone that kind of thing um so gorgons shout out to nagas you're not as cool but um but then chris What's your number three? Ents. I love Ents. Um, I don't know why. Trees are weird. Trees are just cool. <laughs> and then, like, an intelligent tree is just even cooler. And not gonna lie, I fantasize about, like, going climbing in the woods, and it turns out that's an Ent, and it just <laughs> carries me out of the woods. Accuses me of being a goblin <laughs> or an orc. Yeah. Ents. Specifically Lord of the Rings Ents, but very specifically Lord of the Rings Ents. Um, they, they offer the most wisdom in that show out of any other race. Also some great humor as they get lit on fire and <laughs> have to put their heads out in the water. Like the thought and detail put into that, sh that portion. I'm just like, Hey, just let this little humorous part here, have his head get a caught on fire and have him put it out. Just like, who thought of that? Just... Someone who's good at attention to detail. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shanine, what's your number three? Number three is Pegasus, because who doesn't want a magical flying horse? Exactly. Again, also, there's Fledge from Chronicles of Narnia. Also mm -hmm. makes more sense anatomically than a centaur. 
Yeah. You just add wings. Yep. It's not an extra piece. <laughs> <laughs> and Pegasus in Disney's Hercules is just delightful. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Best portrayal of Pegasus. <laughs> Absolutely. With the brain of a bird. <laughs> Such a good scene and movie. <laughs> so underrated. Mm-hmm. It's in my top three. Emma, what's your number three? If you want to talk about anatomical, let's think of the hippocampus. Half horse, half fish. It's doable. I think it's cool, Mm -hmm. despite being stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's a literal seahorse. I mean, there's better seahorses, like the Kelpie. I mean, yes, I thought about picking the Kelpie, but I feel like the hippocampus doesn't get enough credit in this world for just being plain stupid. Plus, I feel like it's every little girl's dream. You get both a horse and a mermaid squished into one. It's also an underrated part of our brains, but you know. Yes, that too. (laughs) But um, (laughs) alas, we're not talking about our brains right now. We're talking about mythical creatures. And you know, this physiology (laughs) makes more sense though. Yeah. Then, Because it only has two limbs. Exactly. Or three if you count the tail as a limb. Well, I mean, like, even then, like, it's not like, like, where they cut the fish off and where they cut the horse off is literally half and half. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't need duplicate <laughs> organs to- Duplicate body parts. to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can fit all the organs of a single creature into the space and not have yeah. any space left over. Or have any health issues. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, I just think it's a super cool sort of mythical creature that doesn't get talked about a lot. So, yeah. I like it. I feel like in general, water mythical animals don't get enough hype. Mm-mm. Except for like Nessie. I mean, yeah. there, was, <laughs> there was that like series on mermaids on like National Group, Ge- not Nat Geo. Um, oh, Back when yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a portion of that season had me almost had me convinced. Yeah. Almost had me. And then they won <laughs> on this weird same with the alien series. I was convinced. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I'm actually even more convinced because there's certain news that recently came out from our government. Um, but mermaids, I was I was convinced. And then there's like like randomly halfway through the series, they took this weird turn and I'm just like, You lost me. <laughs> Never mind. And I'm out. <laughs> like you're so close, and then you you went crazy. You went crazy. <laughs> it's like logic, 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 logic. <laughs> Gone. Not logic. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, my last choice. Then we'll get into some from chat. Um, are elemental things? Um, so, like in D and D, that would be like the Ganassi. Um, and then kind of in a lot of other um, like mythologies, you have these ideas of the, the like the beings like that are like literal manifestations of the elements. Um, it's a big plot point in things like Frozen 2 as well, but like those types of creatures that are like these 
the elemental manifestations on on the plane. Um, and so also really cool magic cards. So, um, but um, yeah, elemental things. <laughs> things i like it's like not an official term just elemental things because like if they're made out of the elements that like could the be entire anything. bracket here like everything yes. in yeah. this, this box well i'm not making you like pick a type of int like you don't have to pick oak ints or elm ints or purple heart ints because an ent in general is just a <laughs> sentient tree yeah right and mine are just sentient elements <laughs> <laughs> but I know, but your definition, <laughs> it's element things. So anything that relates to the breakdown of these four elements into creature types is okay. So you have elementals, you have the Ganassi, you have benders. Oh, no, I would not put benders oh, okay. in this. Because they're not like a physical, it's, it's like an acquired skill. Or I, I guess genetic skill in that case. But um, oh, yeah, then over in chat from Chunk the Hut, we have hippogriffs. It's a great choice. Mm -hmm. um, Skull Rose Gaming, Griffins or Nessie are pretty cool. Another shout out to, to Water there. Um, Nerd of Godcast says Turduncan, which you know is not a mythical creature. Nightbot, please mute them. And it's um, <laughs> but then um, Nerd of Godcast then hops on and says um, Nor Norwegian Trolls. So another shout out yeah. to, to Nor Norwegian Trolls. Um, so Nightbot, you can un- Unmute Nerd of Godcast. And so. Shout out to Moomin Trolls. Also, Turducken's not that great. Um, too much work, not enough. Too much work. That, and it's like, it's like, or I could have just had these three separately and enjoyed more. <laughs> it's not that great. Turducken. Terbriska Phil. That's where it's Terbriska <laughs> I think I just gained weight. Hearing just that. thinking about That's it. That's the point. <laughs> On our next episode, we will be chatting about our top three cars. Will they be actual cars? Will they be like cars Concepts? from. Yeah, like. Will they be like the Tesla truck thing? Who knows? It could be the Batmobile. You'll have to tune in next week um, when we discuss our top three cars. Um, and if you are a listener, of course, we encourage you to reach out to us on our social media, which again is one geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation community. If you want to hang out between shows, um, you can do that over on our Discord server. Um, and then you can shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Um, you can watch live on Twitch um, Monday nights at 7.15 Mountain Time. We would appreciate followers, subs, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you can find the videos later on our YouTube. Um, and if you can like, comment, ring the bell, whatever those things are that people say in videos. Um, and then, of course, rate and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, etc. And then you can check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com where you can find our sister podcast, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, where they discuss all things Disney. And then, of course, you can find us on our personal social media. I'm Himar Witto. I'm not so foreign. I am. I am not prepared. Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on Instagram. Wash.
your hands.